Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio in the world. It is Vegas Vent with Father Arbitrage. This is for Money Team members. Episode 2 is going to rock. Got a really badass student. I hate even calling him that because I think he does better than I do now. But one of the originals is going to come on and douse the show with a little badassery. Vegas Vince, back at you. Chicka Wow Wow. Hey, everybody. Uh, Vegas Vince, really looking forward to... Uh, where's my cat going? Hold on one second. Kitty, kitty. Cat's running around here like she's on PCP. Anyway, uh, Vegas Vince, sales and marketing behind the A-ball. This is, again, I apologize to everybody. We had this show scheduled last week, and my guest, who we're going to refer to as Mr. X, um, for his privacy, because uh, this is, you know, I told everybody last week, I said, or the week before, rather, on that first show, that a lot of the students out there have done well three years later. And in some cases, I said, I have students that are doing probably better than I am. And as big as ego as Vinny has, I love that. I, I And this is kind of what I want you guys to start understanding. Now, I'm going to hit on one thing, a student success story this week. Uh, I'm just going to use his first name, James. He actually did, um, I believe, now I haven't checked in with him in a day or two, in a matter of four days, did 12000 in ITEX. Four days. And by the way, if I told you what his total cost was, you probably wouldn't believe me. I think it was around $500. SEO, picked up a few other things. Um, it's crazy, but as much as I'm going to give this guy props, because I think he probably beat Russ out for the best opening week anybody's ever done, I need everybody to use this as a real key example. He's got the trade dollars. I told you all from day one, creating trade dollars is not difficult. Now, the fact he created so many at such a low, I mean, such extremely high margin is fabulous. But the first words to me was, okay, now I'm going to have the broker look for gold coins. Wrong. The broker's not going to find the gold coins. So this is what I need everybody to really understand. 
and this is where the frustration for a lot of you come in. You will find out when you get on ITEX or an organized barter exchange that you can, in fact, do exactly what I said you can do, create massive amounts of trade dollars uh, for very, very little. And in this case, I mean, this guy crushed it. He had very little hard incremental cost involved in this. One of them was a service he sold for 5000 that cost him his time. Another was something else that he paid very little for, but it had a retail price of 4000 And he, then he did another 3000 So anyway, he did $12,000 in about four days. True story. But I commend the guy and everything. He took action. He did what I told him to do. He was outside the box. But now he's going to make, I hope, when I get done talking to him, I hope he alleviates this. He is now stuck back where a lot of you are going to get stuck, which is, okay, now I've got to find that perfect item to cash convert the trade dollars. I've got to look on ITEX. I've got to find gold coins. Well, you're not going to find them there, people. That's not, again, if you go through the course, it's wonderful to have the trade dollars. It's wonderful to have the trade dollars that probably cost him pennies, literally less, I mean, my God, less than I could create them for. Now, does that say that he can't at some point obtain gold coins? In other words, he's got 12000 in ITEX dollars that with fees are probably going to run him fees and hard costs, maybe a grand. I don't know. I have to do the math on it. Four, eight, yeah, maybe 900 He's got $12,000 in purchasing power. Ounce of gold is 1200 so what he could do and what I would recommend he do would be to do an overtrade, and that is there are some people out there that would have no problem maybe coming up with three gold coins or four gold coins if you could provide them something, even if they're not a member of ITEX, which they most likely aren't, some sort of uh, vacation package or something that goes for $12,000. See, at that point... You're buying high, you're selling low, but you're getting something liquid in return, if that makes sense. So he created $12,000 for what amount? Let's just round it up, say, a grand. Okay, that's with fees. That's with fees. That's, boy, man, that guy just kicked ass. Now, my point is that instead of calling up Izzy in New York, the broker, and saying, hey, is there anybody who's got gold coins? I think he's going to find a dead end there. I would start doing offline. This is where I say you don't have to do everything on ITEX or organized barter or barter card, and, and, and you don't. He can, he can take this purchasing power, and he can go, and he can find something. You know, he wants to do the same thing everybody else wants to do. Let's find this item, and magic item, and put it up on eBay and try to sell. I'm telling you there's better ways to do it. I'm telling you that if I'm sitting here on a bunch of cougar ants, and I know that they cost me maybe 1300 a piece or whatever. That's, uh, you know, $3,900. And somebody's offered me a ten or $11,000 trip that would cost me, say, $10,000. I don't mind doing that trade. And guess what? That's a big over-trade, isn't it? $10,000 trip. But see, the $10,000 trip didn't cost him 10000 as we already know, because the trade dollars didn't cost him that. In exchange, he's going to get, say, 
in gold. What has he, in fact, done? He's damn near quadrupled his money. Do you guys understand this? Don't look for that friggin' magic item. Not to say it doesn't show up every now and then, all right? The biggest mistake people make, I can't find nothing to spend them on. I can't find anything to spend them on. And and we're going to be doing a show... Uh, where I'm going to break through. I've got questions about how to write. I know Red's asked me. Red, I would tell you that we, one thing. It's not like eBay. Don't You don't have to write that heavy, uh, ugly headline like you do on eBay. Like on eBay, a lot of people make the mistake of saying pretty vintage, this and this, and nobody searches that. But on iTex, just write a nice listing, put some tags. My biggest advice is to list it on Friday early. Because they don't list on the weekends. That way you can be on front page of ITEX all Friday, Saturday, Sunday until the following Monday. So that would be my number one tip on that. Just put general key. You get like five tags or something. Just, you know, if you're selling a knife, put, you know, knives, mins, uh, whatever. I mean, just use your common sense. And then just for the title, just write. It's not like I – it's not like – eBay, where you got a huge, massive marketplace where the tons and tons and tons of stuff. If you got a diamond that's 14 karat, right? 14 karat gold diamond ring, 100% trade or whatever it is. So, my guy who kicked ass this week, congratulations! But again, I've got to get him. All, he he did everything right, and now he's looking for the magic item to sell on eBay, and maybe he'll find it. But I'm telling you, there's a better way to go. He could still quadruple his money. I don't care if you got to spend ten thousand to get three thousand, if or four thousand. That doesn't. I know that doesn't make sense to people. But if if the ten thousand only cost you one, would you invest one to make four? Of course you would. Okay, we have one of the best. Uh, I'm really excited about this show because I don't like talking so much about my successes. I like to actually have real student. You guys have heard from James. Uh, who did just a simple deal where he was in that house, I believe Obama stayed in, that would have cost thousands of dollars. I think it cost him four. We talked to Russ and Marsha, who was just a very inspiring story, where they're now making really, really, really good money, cash converting at 70% on the dollar. And now I'm going to bring in my man, Mr. X. This dude doesn't do interviews. I had to pry this out of him, but he's, he's real smart. And let me tell you something. This guy, I thought I bought everything on Barter. He's got the B.J. Fuller book. He's got the, the J. Abraham book. He's got the Senoff book. He's got the Michael, uh, uh, Michael Senoff Barter Secrets books. He, he's got everything. And he was one of the original Barter Arbitrage members, another one who paid 294 So, again... This was not an easy interview to get, and then last week I had him, and the power went out, and I'm real happy he's back here. But he's going to give you guys some information um, on the good, the bad, the ugly, a little of everything. And um, he's going to share successes. He's going to share some failures. And and it really takes a lot of wavels to do that because – Instead of just coming up and saying, "Oh, I'm great and done this, this, this," he's going to share some of his he's going to share successes with you, but he's also going to share some of his failures, so you guys can learn from this. And this is a guy who doesn't just do it again. 
Too many of you think you got to just have to be an ITEX to do all this, and it's just not true. He's done it. He's done it in organized barter. He's done it outside of the exchanges, and it's going to be a great, great, great interview. And before I get to him, I have to do the sponsor information, guys. Um, here it is, and man, this is this is this. We rocked it, man. We were down there. We were down there last Sunday rocking at. Here it is, guys. Groovy grab bag in South Beach, mobile location across from Hooters. Everything electronics. It was eighty percent off. We were rocking. We were partying. And I think we got one of the money team members on the line. I'm going to check here real quick and see who this is. Hold on a second. This is Megan Finch here on the line. Hello? Hey, you remember me. It's Kelly. Kelly, what's up, baby? How did you – you were the one who did the laptop. Oh, my God. I I met up with you um, for about the third time. We've hung out like so many, uh, three times. This will be the third time. But, yeah, I was down there on a modeling gig, and um, you just texted me randomly that you were having this event with Guys Groovy Grab Bag, and it turned out to be awesome. And you got yourself, I know know you picked up the uh, laptop. Uh, I got a new, uh, and I got a new iPad. It was, uh, the the iPad was the uh, the, uh, the seller item. I don't even know, left, man. Right? I was so drunk. Yeah. Oh my. I, I think it was like shit, like eighty percent less of what it should have been. I don't know though. That, Not that sure. guy's <laughs> grab bag. I man, I, yeah. I remember you. I remember you, and uh, you're part of the. I made you part of the money team. I don't know if that was the liquor talking or. I am part of the money team, definitely. Well, that's awesome, baby. I appreciate it, and we're excited to have Guy's Groovy Grab Bag on because they're based out of Vegas, and now they're going to have that uh, operation running on, on yeah. Sundays. And yeah, don't they have a thing in Miami now, too? Or is that what y'all were doing down there, like a basis thing in Miami? I don't know. I heard yeah, we, about it through some of the girls that model with me. I don't know. Yeah, no, we were down, we were down uh, it was down in, South, like, you know, South Beach across from the Hooters down there, and I think that'll yeah, probably be... Yeah, I was a, doing that big event, yeah, I was doing that um, Monster, you know, the Monster Energy Drink event down there with the uh, right. other calendar girls. Yeah, and we just... No, we, we had a lot of beautiful up. chicks down there, I, I couldn't believe it, it was great, man, because the Hooter girls were coming out, we had one guy from Miami Heat down there, um, and I'm not a Heat fan, so I didn't even remember who the hell it was, but... It was a great event. They treated us good. The 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 hours were four till question mark. I'm not sure when I got the hell out oh, of there. Oh, it was but, fun uh, for sure. It was very fun, definitely. And, yeah, and, de- and I think actually you gave me your phone number, so I'm going to have to give you yeah. a call. I haven't forgot yeah. you. So. Dude, I met my girlfriend there. I, I just got this new girlfriend that I actually met at the Guys Guru Grab Bag of, like, thing that you had going there. Like, me and her have been dating since then. It's awesome. Oh, that's that's all. I don't know what to say to that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I just, just saying thank you. Don't, don't thank lie you to me. That. Yeah, don't lie to me, girl. You'll be dating Vinny before it's over. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. My well, girlfriend's pretty cool. <laughs> all right, Kelly. I love you, and I thank you. And uh, for everybody Hi, who doesn't know, Kelly. Kelly actually um, helped coordinate. Uh, the guy's groovy grab bag event. So we appreciate her and we love her. And uh, thanks, baby. Yeah, just hit me up next time you have one of those, and I'll definitely be there. All right, girl. I got to get on with the show. All right, bye. Bye, bye. Let me. Okay, how do I put Kelly on hold here? Okay, there we go. 
All right. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, guys, groovy grab bag. New sponsor of Sales and Marketing Beyond the A-Ball. All right, well, I'm going to bring my guest on because he's probably over here just shaking his head. But um, I'm going to just refer you. You know, Jay Abraham used to have a Mr. X, so why can't Vegas fans? I'm just going to put him on. Uh, really, really cool dude. And I've only got a chance to speak to him for about five minutes before the show. So, again, we don't script our shows. We're just going to roll with it. And uh, Mr. X, are you there, my brother? I am. I am. How you doing? I'm doing good. I, that was quite the intro there, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I appreciate it. No problem. We had to get that sponsor information in. Um, why don't you just start off by kind of t- could you give us a little rundown of your background as far as how you, as far as bartering and stuff goes? I know you and I talked for about five minutes or so, but um, I know you purchased about everything, and. And then just kind of just fill us in, however you want to do it, bro. I'm just going to kind of leave the mic in your hands and let you let you roll. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, I've been I've been I've been uh, as you refer to as chicken for goats for 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 quite some time, and it wasn't until uh, I was working with uh, a buddy of mine, you know, several years back, that he asked me to truck on him a trailer, and he he said he had a bunch of trade dollars. And I'd never heard of anything uh, like that before, so I started doing some homework on trying to find him some trade dollars, and I couldn't find him anything. And I, I kind of really just let, left it alone until about a year later, when uh, maybe two years later, when someone asked me, "What could we do a project for him?" And they mm-hmm. wanted to they wanted to trade us again, and you know they were talking about these trade dollars again, and uh, you know so I said, "Well, let me think about it," and then I said, well, "Let me go." do some homework because he had 30 grand that he couldn't spend and trade and and I didn't I didn't want to get involved with anything where we would get some trade dollars and and not know what to do with them either. So right, right. That's, that's how that's how that's how I found that's how I found Vinny uh barter arbitrage 1 and it was like a um it was a whole nother world. I mean it, it gave me insight as to why he couldn't spend his trade dollars what was right. going on uh the, the the perceptions, the misperceptions, et cetera. So that's right. kind of how I got as far as in, in this frame of thought, how, how I would uh, attribute starting in this direction. Gotcha. So uh, so that's, that's interesting. So this was an individual that came to you and he wanted, is, could you say that was it like a concession type thing or a food truck or what? Well, that's that's what we were doing. He actually that's had what you products. Okay. He sold yeah, okay. he, he sold he sold he sold uh, wholesale. He 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 sold wholesale products. Uh, he would be someone in your course that you would refer to in your your closeouts arbitrage. Uh, right, I just didn't right. look at it that way. But he would be he would be someone that if someone in your uh, any, anybody listening, you you you'd find this type of person uh, going through the closeout strategies uh, just exactly. to find someone like him. Exactly, yeah. which is a very effective strategy that I learned from Jim Straw, and then I just tweaked it with barter. Um, that's where, as I've told a lot of you people, you can use that simple one-page option agreement to tie up merchandise if you so desire. Uh, it's usually stuff collecting dust. You can often, uh, I know you read the B.J. Fuller book too, uh, you can often take uh, manufacturer, you know, you have a spread there, right? I don't know if you do it a little different way, but basically you option it at manufacturer rep price, and then you go and you can – the wonderful thing about trade is you can often trade that stuff for full retail. 
and the you know it sometimes involves triangulation, but it does allow you to create a pretty massive spread. And a couple of those deals, if you can pull them off, it's not like you got to do one a week. So, um, you have actually purchased everything. So, you have purchased the Jay Abraham course. Um, you purchased the B.J. Fuller. We were laughing before the show about the B.J. Fuller because, of course, I'm a conspiracy theorist because I've never seen an industry that does this kind of jack where they're so, I mean, you'll be the first to even say that. You go to the library, you're going to have a book on uh, why bumblebees bumble, uh, but you'll probably be hard-pressed to find one on barter. Have you found that to be true as far as quality of information? Absolutely, or or, or everything is, is dumbed down in, in real basic. Yes. Or 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 won't really um, give a lot of the, uh, the the inside tips and tricks to to really be able to uh, maneuver. You know, in the in the first course, um, and and anybody listening, uh, Vegas definitely didn't have me going to uh, toot the course because obviously, if you're here, you already know it's uh, it's action packed. But uh, you said in the first course that uh, you know you, your your knowledge of bartering will have you ahead of most brokers in the industry and and, yes. and that's that's going to be quite 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 the case oh, most of the time i'd say probably 98 99% of the time yes. you'll, you'll know more than the brokers will yeah absolutely that that's absolutely true uh because again unfortunately brokers are a lot like stockbrokers you know they're they're taught very linear their methods for recruiting clients are has not changed in 40 years and it's very true um and that's kind of what we wanted to do. And we were like with the course. Um, when you got my course, what, what stood out to you about it? Again, a lot of these people on this call have already purchased anyway, so it's not like we're doing a pitch for you guys. We're actually going to try to provide you with some content. There's not a pitch here because, uh, again, I think most of the people on this call, and by the time it's over. Uh, by the way, thank you, everybody. Uh, last show, number one, as if, on 27 number one shows um, on that first one, the Bar of Arbitrage Overview. But what what – got you you started off kind of this person and i hear that a lot oh i got all these trade dollars i don't know what to do and that's one of the things that um where people have they they do everything right and then all of a sudden they get linear they just get stuck and they don't realize that you don't have to find necessarily that magic item to sell on eBay, oftentimes you can find something and take it off ITEX and do a trade with somebody who's not on it. I, I've done that on numerous occasions. I talked about the breast augmentation and so forth. But what really got your juices flowing? I mean, you got you got my course, and why don't you run us through some of the things that you've done? And I really appreciated the fact that you'd said, I know, I know we talked for about probably four or five minutes before the show started, but you said you had no problem talking about I. And I always like Muhammad Ali used to say, "It ain't bragging if it's true." So I have no problem hearing about some of your real successes. But I appreciated the fact that you were willing to, to, uh, you know, as Jim Straw used to tell me, I learn more from my failures than my successes. So um, I like the fact that you're willing to kind of cover the full gamut on that. Um, how did you kind of you got my course to kind of did it open your eyes to some new possibilities, and then you went ahead and. Uh, Got, apparently got your feet in the door there. Yeah, well, well, I, I'd say that you know right right away what what we did um, the, the 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 people who came to me and wanted to do that um, the trade deal mm-hmm. it was it was like about eight grand and at that time 
it was uh it was eight grand it was an eight grand trade deal and fifteen hundred dollars a month one hundred percent trade for the for the year okay um, and it, it it was it was like an SEO package uh, at at that time, and you know what what ended up happening is that eight grand in the account, and probably it was two days later a trade flash went out for two boats in in, in Orlando, right <laughs> for, for like six for like six grand. So I said, oh man, and they said they're road ready. So I started talking to the guy right away. Well. A thousand dollars cash later, I bought those two boats. Uh, we we drove down uh, to Orlando to pick them up, and uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't start. So uh, if, if I had to tell anybody anything, if you buy if you buy anything, you know, big, right? You know, it's, it's worth uh, it's worth on trade on trade. I wasn't thinking about this, but contact your broker and find somebody in the area where you're going to purchase that to go look at whatever it is. First. That's a great idea. That's, actually, you know, I never thought of that. That's a really good idea because I have purchased a Porsche and I purchased a Ford F-250 on trade about four or five years ago. And fortunately, they both ran, And um, but I actually did that. I actually had one of my car guys because even though it was in Florida and I'm in Florida, it was about a three-hour drive. He was down in Lauderdale. And I sent my mm-hmm. car guy down there who actually had one of those big, you know, hauling trucks. And he wrote me back and said, the truck works flawlessly. The Porsche has a little issue with the clutch, but it's a classic Porsche in the body. I mean, you know, it's not classic, but 86. And it was so funny of a story. It did run, but it needed a little work. I, get, I put an ad in Craigslist the next day, and I got a guy who pulls up with a model wife. I mean, this woman looks like, it was like Ken and Barbie. And he driving up in a brand new BMW and he takes one look at this Porsche I'm guessing 86 might have been the year he graduated I don't know because I mean it was the easiest sale I ever made and I didn't lie to him I said look the thing does run but there's a little issue here with the clutch the engine's okay he he knew it he, he knew everything about the car and he forked me over whatever it was the two uh, I think 3,000 now granted I wasn't into it for anywhere near that because, again, I got it on trade, and the dollars that I spent were pennies on the dollar. But, yes, I totally agree with you. If you're going to purchase something high-end like that, since, yeah, your broker is there to help you on that. And they believe me, what I tell everybody about brokers is they want to make the sale because they want to make the commission. So if it's a high-end ticket item or something, um, they don't want to have to have you go down there and get screwed. And, by the way, you're not going to get screwed because you could get a reversal. That's the one nice thing about trade. It's very hard to get stuck. If somebody sells you something that doesn't That's work, right. you're, you're, yeah, you're not going to – it's not like the real world where you've got to go through PayPal, all this funky protesting and so forth. But uh, So that was one of the first things. All right, continue on then. I'm, I'm, this is great. Yeah, so so we ended up we ended up with the boats and uh they weren't nowhere near like I like I would have imagined them to be. Uh but with all of that being said, we ended up selling both of them individually for about 2500 bucks. So um, you made how much you make on that deal then would you say? Well, in the in the in the trade, I probably was in because at you know, uh if anybody's using you know, overseas outsourcing or whatever, we probably were in it for 5 cents on a dollar. Wow, um, some, some, something like that. So I, I figured we had eight hundred, you know, five, six hundred bucks in it, you know. And we, we try to calculate hosting down to everything. Um, so 
I couldn't. So, I couldn't imagine so we two were. White, you know, with, so two <laughs> two lemons. You still ended up okay. Yeah, I still still ended up okay, but it it it, uh, it, it wasn't as quick as I would have liked it to have been. It right. it ended up being an eyesore in my front yard uh, yeah. for probably about three 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 weeks. <laughs> three weeks we had two. Uh, a bay line. One was a, a bay liner with a cutty, the two-person cutty. So it was kind of 20, 26 foot, and then an eighteen wow. foot pontoon, where we're just kind of sitting out front for a while. But it, it um, it, it ended up working out all right. But considering that I I spent the grand to get down there, I spent a lot more than I should have because it had issues. And I started trying to, I you know, became a repair. What I learned from that transaction was use your broker, and 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 just just like you just said. The broker's there to help you, and, yes. and a lot of times we spend time looking for things. If, yes. if you're making transactions, if you tell the broker what you're looking for, they they'll they'll find it if it's available. I mean, they'll yes. at least you know that's what they do. You know, they'll they'll and if they don't have it, ask them to find it. Ask them to go find you know go out there and, and find somebody up that does have it. You know, that's that's what their whole business model is based on. Well, I had so I, I definitely it. take advantage of that. I agree with you, and I had somebody bitching a while the other day, well, I can't find this advertising. I punched it in the marketplace. Well, I can tell you positively that a lot of the media, um, I at one time, and I can't say how I obtained this, but I obtained the complete iText directory of media. And I am not kidding you when I tell you that it was 480 pages. Now, you are not going to see a lot, and same thing with these high-end dentists and so forth, just because you do not see it on the marketplace, and I know it does not mean it's not there. A lot of these people have broker-managed accounts. They're very busy, and it goes through the broker. They don't often put it. I know one, the guy, believe it or not, who sold me that Porsche, or that F-250, I think I paid 11000 for both trade, but let's be honest, did that cost me 11000 No. I made more. I made the, the the. I made more than my cost just selling the Porsche, and that left me with a Ford F two fifty, which is a really nice truck, especially down here in this part of Florida. I sold that for four thousand, and uh, so I ended up. I mean, I almost did. I mean, I. But my point being is, I said, "What are you going to use this eleven thousand or whatever for?" He said, "Well." I need a lot of dental work done. And I said, really, I don't even see any dentists on the marketplace. He said, well, I called Dave, my broker, and he's got a guy down here who's going to do it. Now, if this guy had been like anybody else and went to the marketplace, he would have been discouraged. He said, oh, I don't see any dentists. Oh, this doesn't work. But he had been, at all, you know, had been in trade a long time, and he knew that there were dentists out there, and he was able to reach out to them and do it. And, and like I said, there isn't a broker out there who didn't want that. See, they, the broker happened to be my broker, too. So now you can imagine how bad Dave wanted to make that deal happen because not only was he going to make 6% off the guy's sale, he was going to make 6% off my buy. Now, that doesn't always happen when you have two parties with the same broker, but that's that's a big score for him. That's 22,000 times 11 and 11. And you can That's rest right. assured Dave went out of his way to make sure that all worked out for us. And that's what a good broker will do. And that's why, like I said, up in New York, these guys, you know, and there's some other. Dave Mraz a great broker. Uh, Izzy Garcia and John up in New York are great brokers. Um, you, you, you want somebody who's aggressive like that. But 
um, that, that's that's a. I mean, I love the fact that that's the one powerful part about trade. Had you gone and paid cash for those boats, you might have been stuck with them. I mean, you you could have. I mean, it might have been a. I mean, in fact, the, the truth of the matter is, I, I'm guessing if there was no trade involved, you wouldn't have even bothered. No, I wouldn't have. A couple I wouldn't have. It would, no, because yeah, I'm not I a Mister. I was looking for something. To, I was looking for something to convert and, and to convert convert quickly. You know, I don't know uh, the range of folks on you know on the line. You know, whether they mm-hmm. need something you know to make something happen like like yesterday, or you know, or do they have time? You know, at that time, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of time. To try to right. make something happen, I needed right. something like yesterday, and that that wasn't it. But what it did is is it, it um, I ended up meeting uh, several individuals who had been trading for like thirty years, and and what you'll start to see as you get yes. involved is that there's like a like 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 hidden masters, if you will, all around yes. Yes, that are, are uh, that have been participating for a long time, and you're like. And you start seeing signs right in front of your face, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't even know that this was uh, taking place on such a such a large scale." Um, you were just mentioning that you know there could be high end dentists, and that you know that you know the your, your local news station might be on trade, but they just don't want to, you know, they don't want it known. So they're not, you know, they may not be in the directory. They may they'll never be on the trade floor. Um, yeah, they're not going to be in the marketplace. You, you, you got to really I- hit those. Uh, go ahead. No, what I was telling people is there is a section when you navigate ITEX that has marketplace ads, and then they have the business listings. And, and I've always said, and it even took me a few years to understand how valuable that part of it is. You are basically, I mean, if you were to go out and pay for a list like that, it would be outrageously Massive. expensive. I'm not even sure the SRDS has that list, and they have every list. Um, but you are getting a segued list of probably 30,000 businesses that if you go over, you can punch it and you can segue it. Like you can punch in accommodations where there's a button that says businesses. And these are all the businesses that do accommodations. Does that mean they're all in the marketplace? No. But does that prevent you from being able to contact them and say, hey, I see you're on iTech? Not at all. And that's where I need people to start to really pay attention. You guys have a segue list that's worth gold. And just because, they're, again, they're not on the market. Like I said, a lot of the things that I purchased uh, were never things I found on the marketplace. Half the time, if it's something really good, I miss out because I don't push the button fast enough. So, uh, Tell us a little bit. Did you do anything with warehouses and stuff? Did yeah, you do we, any? We've, we've done. Go ahead. No, I just sort of remember you mentioning something um, about doing some warehouse. I don't know if it was closeouts or what, or was that you? Well, yeah. Well, we we we've done. Um, we we've been we've been quite quite fortunate in that. Is like you know in in every in everybody's area you got you got businesses that got a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you. I've been saying that reason, for years. Yeah. They can't move it. They can't sell yep. it, and it's and it's just sitting there. And 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 these these people are right for the plucking. You they'll trade, they'll trade all day long. They just may not know that they'll trade until till you till you present it to them. 
But and it's the way you position it, isn't it? Instead of saying, oh, I'll trade, I, I, I've always said that if you just position it different, look, look, uh, because we all know what, what, what happens with people with closeouts. Mr. Liquidator comes in, and he offers them four cents on the dollar uh, if, if they're lucky. And with trade, you can actually, again, create that spread. So you could go up, it's like the carpet deal I talked about. You could go in there and... Uh, the manufacturer reprice, uh, re manufacturer rep price rather, could be two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That might be his cost. Well, a liquidator is going to come in. He's going to pay him pennies on that. Now, the retail of it could be seven hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. What you can do is say instead of saying I'd like to barter, I always say that's kind of the kiss of death. What I'd say is I'd like to purchase your your carpet, and I'm willing to pay you two hundred fifty thousand dollars with something that you're currently paying cash on. And when you can try to change just the framework a little bit, and then you can get that option down for 250 now you can go out. You're under no obligation. You get 30 days. You can go out, and in some cases you have to triangulate or whatever. But if you do one of those deals, and it doesn't take many of them, you, you, can, uh, you can make a real nice spread. Am I correct? Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. We bought bought a um, a four thousand square foot um, restaurant, everything in it, one hundred percent trade. Wow! That exact way, the guy Tell was us getting how offered. You did that. That's, five, a great, that's an incredible deal. Can you can you give us a little detail guy, on that? Yeah, the guy the guy was getting offered five to six thousand dollars from liquidators. You know, uh, right. restaurants unfortunately I, yep. are catching it hard. They're catching it hard, and when yep. when when the liquidators come around, they're offering them five, six, seven thousand dollars. And for, for for some owners, that's all. That's the only choice that they have because, you know, if, if they if they they're looking at if it was really bad, now they're looking at they got to move this stuff out, find a place to store it, and um, and that can end up costing them more money. So a lot of them will end up walking away, unfortunately, with nothing. Well, we we uh, we made an offer to a guy. Said, hey, you know, what do you feel like it's all worth? And he said that he felt it was all worth about. I think he wanted like forty thousand dollars for all of the all of the restaurant equipment. So we had wow. oh, him with, wow. you know, I we, own a restaurant. I can tell you that that's wow. I know what our hood alone cost. Some some of this some of this stuff down in uh some of the some of the things that went in the restaurant uh sold back through ITEX uh down in Florida as well. Wow. Um in fact I think the POS machine sold down there somewhere and um some some of the other stuff. Um, I know we picked our POS get, system up on on ITEX, so I wonder if that was me because <laughs> we actually got one off ITEX. We needed one desperately. Yeah. Been here 13 years. We're still using a cash register, so and it just helps with inventory. So yeah, that that. So how did you? So you, you found this warehouse. He's got about forty thousand dollars worth of. Uh, and as we know, just for people, that's why I always tell you guys, you're nuts if you open a restaurant. Uh, how we, you know, when we opened this one up, it was like the place they filmed Roadhouse in before Patrick Swayze came in and kicked everybody's ass. Um, it was a slaughterhouse. People laughed. They said, you'll never get anybody here. And they were right for about the first three months. And then, you know, now 13 years later, we're, we're one of the, you know, voted best restaurants the last three years in a row or four years in a row. I mean, we got plaques everywhere. But, but the point of the matter is most restaurants do not make it one year, 90%. That's the statistic of the remaining restaurants. 
uh, 80% don't make it five years. So you are going to come, and this is what Jim used to preach all the time. Everybody's looking in China or the next state over, and if you just do a little perusal in your own local economy, even a town like mine with twenty five, thirty thousand, 30,000, there's millions of dollars sitting around. They're in there. Um, there there is literally millions of dollars worth of excess inventory and closeouts sitting around. And like you say, the, the liquidators are going to come in so low, it's going to make the guys weep. And you're really actually providing a solution. So how did you how did you negotiate the deal? You walked in, it's it's a warehouse. It's got forty thousand dollars worth of. Uh, well, what he wanted what he wanted was move to move down south to uh, to be with his daughter, sure. and he knew that if he took the five to six seven thousand dollars that he was being offered, you know, it it wouldn't it, it wasn't going to go far. So, no, right. We started painting we started painting the vacations because one thing about when you got trade dollars. It's yes. not just like having $30,000, like if we're chicken for goats, it's like, hey, I'll trade you, um, you know, these these uh, exclusive uh, charbro grills, all of your, your equipment. It's like we have anything that you can think of pretty much right. that we can trade you. We just got to frame it out around what it is that you you need in particular. So uncovering the other individuals, we, and and. And anybody that does any basic negotiations knows that it's all always all about finding out what the other person needs and, and, and doing your best to fill that need at the same time getting what you want. So exactly. it's, it, 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 it was the same thing. It's, it's really just once we knew what he wanted, vacations, travel, the, the, yes. the, 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 the pain, getting away from having to move all of this stuff out and store it and, yes. and, and keeping the bad memory of the failed business and so sure. on and so forth, uh, it, it it all became it became a lot easier. This was liquid. It was a way for him to you know not necessarily have thirty grand in the bank, but right. thirty grand in the bank. <laughs> yeah. So it it ended up it ended up working for him. We just asked him, hey, would you would you consider anything other than cash, you know, for this? And uh, you know he's he's like, well, what what do you what do you have in mind? We said, well, you know, and kind of explained to him about the uh, you know the network, the options, and so on and so forth. And just by the conversation, I already knew about four or five things that he was interested in doing with the money. Uh, in, in real estate, that was one of the things we learned early on: is always find out what someone's going to spend the money on. I think I heard you say that about the eleven grand. Exactly. And and, um, and and just by asking that question, what someone's going to do with the money, even though inside you might feel like, man, nobody's going to tell me what the hell they're going to do with their money. That's 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 personal business. Ninety-nine out of nine people will tell you what they're going to do yeah. with the money. Yeah, and if you frame and when, it right, and, they, you just say, and that's one of the reasons I get back to how compliance dialogue, dialogue. You don't have to be like intrusive. You can just say, "Hey, look, um, I'm willing to um, I'm willing to pay you for this in something that you might be currently paying cash for." Now, that's still going to get you the answer without you bluntly coming out and saying it. Although, like you said. And in in many cases, it, if you frame it a certain way, uh, you're going to get that answer. And once you have that answer, it's gold because it's not, as I've said over and over, it's not really with the money. The money itself, the dead presidents themselves, he's going to take, okay, he's going to take those dead presidents and he's going to go buy this or that. So if you can provide him that, and in some cases even over-provide, even though technically you're not. That's why I say if a guy wants a $6,000 trip, and you can give him an $8,000 trip, it, it's a great deal for him, but 
Did it really cost you $8,000? Of course not. You're still making money. And it's a win-win. He's happy. He actually got a little more than he expected. And you you still come out ahead. So now what did you end up doing on this warehouse? Did, did you take the whole warehouse over, or did you? Liquidate it. You, you, liquidate so you liquidated. Sold for trade and cash. Sold for trade. Yeah, sold it, sold for trading cash and traded and traded some of the uh, the merchandise in there. A lot of it got uh, traded, traded. Some of it was was just traded back inside of uh, uh, other networks and um, and traded for more more um, more 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 products as well that were sold back into trade. So some of the things that we ended up acquiring, you know, it, it's easy sometimes to be in in, in trade. You know, you can look up and you say, "Well, I don't have anything in it, in this stuff anymore." Some, sometimes right. you, you, you 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 might you might end up in a situation where you're not, you know, and it it, it led into a situation where it was a gentleman who was um, buying the grill, who was actually you know purchasing the grill. He had a uh, he had a uh, mobile you know the mobile billboard trucks. Yes. That have the letters that spin around on the outside of them. Yep. Yep. As, as 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 part as part of that deal, as part of a little bit of equipment and some trade, ended up trading into a mobile billboard truck. Uh, that that you know, that was that was worth twenty grand for something that he had. That tax time was coming around. Uh, tax right. time, and the new laws here, you, you got to pay like two grand for the value of his vehicle for taxes and. Sure. At the, at the time, he just wasn't ready to do that, so it it made sense for him to. Uh, to get rid of it because he, he he wanted to move into something else. So we ended up trading into a uh, you know the, the the truck as well. Um, that's incredible. That, that, you know that now the goal is to try to sell advertisement on trip on the truck as well as um, oh absolutely and it or the truck if anybody wants to buy it. Oh, that that's incredible. That's incredible. Let me ask you this: what what ratio do you think that you do now um, between like direct trading outside the exchange, um, which is like trading up, like you'd see on Barter Kings, or or the ratio between that and what you do on organized trade, or do you use them as a combination, or or primarily? I know when I first started out, I was about ninety percent all ITEX and organized barter. As I've gotten more savvy, I'm probably more, probably 60% off the organized barter exchange, even though I have an account with a lot of trade dollars in it. Um, but I have found that um, just by, like I said, doing what you're kind of talking about, um, if you can provide people what they want, you can often do it without even using the barter exchange just doing direct trade. So I was just curious what your opinion on was that. Yeah, I think I think right now we're we're probably about sixty I'd say maybe about fifty fifty. Uh yeah. And, and the reason why yeah, it's about fifty fifty and it's because the, the the trade exchange really is like a, a is like a catalyst, if you will, to be able to you know, trade into you know, you can look through the wanted section if you know, depending on where you're at, you can sure. look through the wanted section on on Craigslist, and you might be able to pluck something out of the wanted section that you see on the trade floor, or Absolutely. that you know somebody will provide. You know, sure. I um, 
you know, I'm just, you know, I was I was in need of some money. Uh, you know, I'm all, we're always in need of some money, but I can sure. remember a few times I've been in need of some money that, you know, I've Yesterday. I've uh, <laughs> traded I've traded yeah yeah I've traded I've traded uh, landscaping jobs I've traded plumbing jobs roof jobs and all sorts of stuff for people who were looking for cash jobs on on the wanted list and and and, and facilitated it through trade. Um, it, it's a little bit of a balancing act with that, but it's uh it's very easy. To, to accomplish, it's very easy yeah. to accomplish. You know, the reason I bring this up is because something. I have I have international students that aren't necessarily going to be able to get into organized trade, and what I tell them is that uh, the truth of the matter is, you can there's there's things you can outsource, there's things you can provide yourself, and you can and if you if you use your compliance dialogue and you do it right, uh, you can in fact make it work. In fact, to be honest with you, some of the biggest traders in the world um, are guys that don't necessarily even use uh, organized barter. Exactly. And this is what I'm trying to tell people. So if they're stuck in Malaysia or they're stuck in Timbuktu, uh, there's no reason. uh, I realize the first half of the course deals a lot with um, ITEX, and then that gets people, you know, some people, I can't join ITEX, I can't do this. But my point of the matter is I've done a ton of trades, if I, I mean, if they took my ATEX account away tomorrow, I could still, with the knowledge I know, go out and still make things happen, just like in the case of your warehouse deal. Um, I would have probably done it a little differently, but even if I didn't have an ITEX account, I could have done that deal. That's you know, right. And that's what I try to that's explain right. to people. Well, well, the students that would be in, you know, in other areas, I remember, you know, probably back in, like, um, I think it was, Oh four, oh three, oh four. Whatever year it was that Craigslist kind of, at least in in the South, started uh, started being more prevalent. It had just started. A buddy of mine in New York. Right. He said, uh, "Hold on one second. Let me look on Craigslist." And he says, yep. "Man, y'all don't hardly have anything on Craigslist." And at that time, I, I guess they were kicking butt up there in New York on Craigslist. But we we really yep. didn't have anything going on. And he saw that as a massive opportunity. I didn't see it at the time, like he saw it. But in, in the, like in the UK right now, if you go on the Craigslist in the UK, there's not there's not much listed in in bartering in certain sections over there. Which 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 I look at as being a massive opportunity. You have yeah. individuals looking to go to uh, different, you know, anybody looking to come to the U.S. If you had if, if you wanted to work, if you can't work with a, a trade exchange over there, there's there's many 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 ways. That 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 could be uh, that that could be leveraged without with a trade exchange, exactly. Through triangulation through through finding yep. locals, through finding uh, restaurants, through whatever it is that you do, um, and, and leveraging it up. It's it's really just getting in front of somebody. I mean, it, and, and talking, or putting putting an ad out there. I think listening to the first course, you you had uh, you had made reference to Jim Straw, so I had checked out some information on Jim Straw. Yeah. <laughs> And my I found, best, I found my an mentor ad that, and my, yeah. my best, uh, one of my dearest friends and uh, probably the most respected man on the Internet. I mean, he, everybody, I always said if you got to be a real jerk off if you got something bad to say about him. He lasted 50 years, uh, $400 million, and he actually, when we had affiliates on the first course, he was, not surprisingly, uh, the top dog. Uh, because his reputation was so good, if Jim said buy it, you bought it, and uh, and and he did. And one of his products actually was snooping around 
uh, your local economy. I mean, Jim, back, I believe it was in 1979, 1980, did a million dollars in a period of a month uh, just by looking around kind of and looking at a warehouse. He put the deal together with an option. And I talked to Jim about it. I said, God, I'd love to tweak this strategy of yours with trade because a lot of people don't have the cash. But if you, you know, I think Rockefeller said it best. He said ownership means nothing. Control is everything. And with that little option agreement that I put in the course, you can, you can literally go in and you can find somebody and you can, you can offer them more. You can, like I said, if it reps at a certain amount of price, you can you can do that, and then at, at that point, if it's carpet, you can. They say they want advertising. Well, you know, good luck trading the the carpet for advertising. But what you might be able to do is trade it to a hotel uh, or whatever, do a triangulation. I mean, I went through that in the course, so I won't rehash it. But in the in the case I know, like B.J. Fuller did, he ended up with a due bill of. Uh, I think he ended up making almost five hundred thousand dollars. And at that point, when you're sitting on that kind of media or whatever. Uh, you can cash convert it for 50 cents on the dollar. You can do a whole lot of things. So you don't have to do a lot of deals like that. But, no, what what would you – so so is trading something that you're doing now more – I mean, now that you've kind of got your feet wet and you've had some success, because I know you've done some larger deals, um, what would you say your, your favorite deal was you've done? Would it probably be the warehouse uh, or something else? I still like no, the boat I think deal, that, believe it or not. <laughs> I still like the boat deal. The, the boat deal. <laughs> not that that was I, the biggest I, deal. I, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, the, fir- the first one. Yeah, the first one. Um, well, I, I, I'd probably say, you know, putting my children in private school was, was, was one of the ones that was, was, was a wow. big one. That, that was a explain, big one. Can that you explain that one a little bit? That's, I didn't I got, know about I got that a few. Yeah, I got a few children, so I won't go into this number. <laughs> <It's all laughs> right. Let's just say you have two. I got a few children. How, how did you yeah. get them? How did yeah, you get you, you got you used trade to get them into private school. I, I did. I, I uh, this was a direct trade, but it was a oh, direct you trade. You got to explain this one when we still have time. I think we still got uh, ten minutes or so. What? What? Can okay. you explain that one? Because that's really yeah. I. I've never heard that one before, and I've been around a while. Well, 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 well. Basically, in a nutshell, the you know we found we found a school that we wanted them to attend, and and after talking to them, I started asking them. I said, you know, about different expenses that they had, and um, I think you cut, you go into some something like that along an executive arbitrage about right. kind of just looking around at the expense sheet and just you know from from right. just general business negotiations of what we did in our, our you know our primary function. I started you know, like, well, what are you doing with this? Well, hey, I might be able to help you guys get all of this stuff done. And um, in a nutshell, if if you'd be interested in trading for it, I mean, it went. It took it took a lot longer to to put it together, but it wasn't that long. Maybe about four or five different conversations. Because at the end of the day, all they have in it is you know flush toilets. Because you know at, at, at you know the the meals you provide the money for the meals. So you know the schooling, we're talking about nine nine grand you know each. A month. Wow. I mean, for for all for all of them, you know, for, yeah, for all, all of twenty seven um, kids. It, it was, <laughs> I'm not going to ask. No, not you not twenty. <laughs> no, I, excuse that's me. That's an inside four joke. Grand, four part. grand. Four grand. Let's 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 <laughs> recap. Let's recap with that. Four grand. I'm, it was about four grand. Literally, it was about four grand a month. I'm, I meant to say nine hundred per child. It's about four grand. It ended up being about four grand total 
a month. Uh, but it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of trading. I mean, we we kind of worked as an extended marketing. We helped them facilitate trade. We we, we they ended up becoming members, and uh, you know we helped them spend down their trade as well. And um, there's a lot of you, I can't you went in with the red sharpie, and that's what I say. I always said this is kind of why I get uh, some a lot of consulting now is. It's not, I don't even have a website. I don't proactively do it, but I charge three grand, and they fly me out. Of course, I pay for the airfare and stuff. And I've got. To, I'm going to Dallas, New Mexico, and then I'm going to Vegas. And one of the things I'm going to be doing with one guy is just basically, I'm going to take a red sharpie pen, and I'm going to go look at his line item expenditures. And when you see things like printing, and you see things like hotels that they use, are they any of these type of things that can be obtained on trade, you can eliminate those expenses for them. And a lot of times you'll find out that, um, uh, you know, these are, these are things that um, add up. And, yeah, and they're forever all, grateful, forever grateful. Exactly, yeah. And the other thing about it is um, it's, it's, I often will find out, one of the key questions I always ask if I'm going over to somebody with I, uh, this one question alone has often doubled my result. What else do you have? If, like if I'm going to a warehouse or anything, what else do you have? Because you'll find um, always have something. They always have something else. But, yeah, when you're going, like you said, a private school or anything like that, it's an incredible, it's an incredible tool because you can literally – if you can save them that, you know, that nine grand or ten grand or whatever, in a lot of cases these people are paying for things that can easily be obtained on trade, and um, they don't even know it. Or I've gone into places, I've gone, well, some of my favorites are these, I've got a chemical company I'm working with now again. Um, There's a friend of mine, Miguel Diaz, who was in 65 countries, unfortunately passed away from spinal cancer a couple of years ago. The wife took it over. I couldn't get along with her. Um, and now she's gone, and his brother is back in charge, and the margins are incredible, and I'm back involved in that. I mean, he has got some of the most groundbreaking chemical products uh, out there, and uh, these things I can trade at full retail, and the margins are so incredibly high that um, it, it just opens up a whole new door. So... But that's that's the question. So you actually got you got a couple kids in private school simply by going in there. I had some. I just love the fact that you actually went through the course and and did it. Now I don't know if you've got to 2.0 yet, but 2.0 basically just is more dealing with direct trade. Not and I threw that in because I wanted people to realize, please don't just get stuck on organized trade. There are other ways to do it. I mean, there really are. It's, if you can get in ITEX and do it, that's great. But it's not necessarily – and, I, by the way, I think that is the first time I have ever heard anybody trading get their kids is in. The, best. the what? Trading, trading direct is the best. There's no oh, fees. It's immediate, no fees. It's immediate benefit. It's, yes. it's immediate benefit to, to you and the other party. And, 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 it's, and it should always be win-win. 
it, yes. sh- it should yeah, it should all it should all be it should always be win win win. And people won't and, understand and, uh, the concept. Why would someone trade up? Why would someone give? And I and I posted on my blog a classic example of a of a mother with two boys that had a a taser gun, which was dangerous. And the boys, you know, were eventually going to shoot each other. I'm sure. You know, they're nine year old little boys, and. The guy in the taser gun was worth about a thousand bucks, and the guys they, they don't lie. They said, "Well, this trampoline new was probably five, probably goes for around four now." Uh, but what they did is they set it up, and they, they didn't lie to her. They set it up in the backyard. The kids are jumping on it, and it was a win-win because yeah, technically she could have held on to it, maybe sold it. She wouldn't have got a thousand because you never get what anything's worth, and then she would have had to wait. And in this case, they set it up in her backyard, and and, and people think, oh, that just can't happen. But see, it's not always. It's based on value. People got to get off price and look at value. That trampoline though it costs less than the thousand dollar taser was more valuable to her due to the fact of safety concerns and the fact she really didn't want it scared the hell out of her um and it was probably true it was just a matter of time for one of the kids got it and tased his little brother so um yeah you're right about that direct trading and 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 that was a win-win she was happy um, and they didn't lie to her. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people think, oh, they're, I've heard some stupid comments about that show. Oh, they're they're cheating. No, they're not. They tell you exactly what the thing is worth. These guys didn't lie to her. They said, yeah, it's worth probably 400 Your thing's worth probably a grand. But it, it also just depends on what you want. I know there's certain things that I have that are worth a grand that I would probably, if somebody walked through the door right now, as I always said, if my computer went off right now, I would probably be very willing to trade something worth more than a new computer if they could come in right now and hook the damn thing up and it worked. A lot of it's based on necessity and timing as well. So, um, man, that's a, that's an incredible story. So you've done a warehouse, you've done, you, you did the two boats, and you, you turn lemons into lemonades on that, and uh, putting kids in private school. Using that, and that technique's in the course, everybody. I mean, it really is. I mean, and that's why I say these offline consultants can go in there, and most offline consultants go in and they just, you know, they want to talk about a USP and stuff and and stuff that these people don't want to hear about. But when you can go in and actually show them the money, and money saved is money earned, it 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 make it opens the doors up for you. I, th- I think that's brilliant. I have never heard in all my years anybody getting their kids in private school. So when people say, oh, barter doesn't pay the rent or barter, um, that's just not true. <laughs> in fact, the the kid, Chris, I have working for me down here, his rent's being paid on barter. So Right. I lived off barter for a year, for for a, wow. straight, a straight year. A, that's a straight incredible. Year. And, and it's, it's all documented as well. I'm talking about almost restaurants and food and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, you know, certain time situations create, you know, out of, what do they say, uh, necessity, out of necessity is, uh, I can't remember the saying, but uh, something about opportunity being born out of necessity. Absolutely. And, uh, you, 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 uh, you, you learn how to make the most out of, uh, out of different opportunities. But, yeah, we, we, we've traded, I mean, for – I mean, we've traded for you know, you know, instruments, uh, all, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's it's all sorts of stuff, high and low. 
right right now you asked about the, the you know one of the, one of the favorite deals is it's it's one that's in the making right now where part of it you we you just said about why would somebody trade something that's worth more for something that's worth less well we got five trailer loads of product that we need to get back back here and right trailers are actually included in a deal and on a trade the right truck driver or company or whatever the actual trailers bring right. the loads back wow because we have no need for the trailers and instead of paying cash to bring the loads back and then have uh, X number of trailers that we'll probably be able to sell somewhere close to around the amount. Probably We'd probably get more if we sold them individually ourselves. Um, if, a tra- if a truck driver doesn't have a trailer, my, my guess is is that they bring a load back in exchange for a trailer. Is, um, is, That's is, awesome. And you're only limited by your imagination. It's just people, and what I always tell people, and Barter, one plus one doesn't equal two, and that's the hardest part I have because I deal with a lot of Internet marketers who are so lobotomized. I mean, you gotta, it's almost like you've got to screw what's in their head. They think so logically, and you'll be the first to say that when you come into this, you've got to leave that at the door. You know, one plus one does not always equal two in barter. Uh, buy high, sell low makes no sense. How does someone sell a $15,000 diamond for for seven and um, and make money? I mean, you know, these are the things I have to deal with all the time. And once you get it, and I know you're probably the same way, once it clicked in your brain, because it takes a little while. I mean, it, some some people get it, and then, you know, some people it takes a little while, but boy, once you get it and you get your—that's why I told. I really the best advice I've told people is I said, take don't even don't even do it on iTex. Grab something of some perceived value, slap it up on Craigslist, do the old Andy Warhol thing. I will trade for anything, and just see what you get because you know you may have that ugly pink flamingo that you know your wife has made you stick in the basement that aunt tilly gave her 20 years ago for christmas but believe it or not and as funny as it sounds there are people collect pink flamingos i especially here in florida i've got 20 people with yards filled with them um whatever it is a lawnmower whatever but get your feet in the water and don't limit it just say i've got a you know a lawnmower, whatever it is, runs perfectly, will trade for anything. And even if you don't do the trade, what it will do is it will allow you, you put it in the barter section of Craigslist, you would be surprised, even if you don't trade up, you may very well be able to swap it for something you don't want to get something you do want. And I think it's a great way to just for people to, to start. Um, it's very effective because then once you get into it, man, your mind, your mind just totally. Because I know you're totally outside the box. You're one. I always say, don't give your credit for finding, and you know, don't give yourself credit for finding out why things can't work. Figure out how to make them work, and you're classic proof of a guy who's just gone. And and I know you're doing well and stuff. And is trade going to just be a prime? Is that going to be something you're just going to just continue to go reach the stars with? It sounds like. I'd say absolutely. When you look at sixty uh, percent of the Fortune one hundred companies reporting that they trade and reporting, and, 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 yeah, su- I think it's higher than reporting. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they report. It doesn't. And clues. by the way, and, am I right about one thing? How many trillion dollar industries are as secretive as this one? None that I could think. None. Of. None. That, and yeah. People always think, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist." I said, "Okay." 
show me another trillion-dollar industry where you can go into a library and tell me how many books you find. And you'll be hard-pressed to find. If you find one, like you said, it's a watered-down, dumbed-down version. They don't want quality information. That's why I've had so much heat with this course. I mean, I really have. People always thought that was a sales pitch. But I have had, I have had more, you know, people, they don't, they, they're literally, people don't believe me, there's about 500 real players in the trade industry that really know what's going on. And I keep telling these people, you guys don't even know what you have in your hands here, because you will be smart. Like like Mr. X said, you're going to be smarter than uh, 98% of the brokers. Ask a broker what buy high, sell low means. He's not going to know what the hell you're talking about. That's not their job. And and I'm not knocking brokers, because, boy, you get a good one, they'll bust their ass for you. Keep in mind that they make commission. That's the only way they make money. Brokers do not earn a salary, people. So they want you to succeed. If it's something you want and they can find, they will find it for you or die trying. Because if they don't, they come repo their furniture. So if, if, if you got to keep that in mind. Stop getting off this linear thinking, oh, if it ain't on the market. I had a guy say, well, I punched in media and it's not there. Well, I bought New York Times advertising last year. It was never in the marketplace. New York Times, by the way. That's a pretty prestigious newspaper. They trade. Now, do, why, why is it that they don't want people to know? Well, think about it. Pretty logical, isn't it? They don't want their cash-paying customers to know because it pisses them off. You know, if you're spending $15,000 and find out, oh, I could have probably got this on trade, you're not going to be a happy customer. So they keep it quiet. And like, and, and like you just said, 60% report they trade. I can... I can promise you the number significantly higher than that so well i i'm just excited i mean you you've done some you've done some incredible things that i know we didn't even scratch the surface and i want to have you come back i know you and i talked about doing the follow-up show and i will bring you back in a couple weeks and uh because i know you got a wealth more information to share and again we haven't even have had a chance to talk i know we chatted a little bit on the on the forum and and um Literally, you and I have only spoke for about five minutes before the show, and I, I, I really, truly appreciate you sharing this. Do you have any final thoughts for people that are getting into trade? Yeah, just just as you just said, use the directories, uh, use Craigslist, use Backpage, OLX, whatever the classifieds are in your in your town yes. that you can afford to. Use the newspaper. Uh, yeah. To you know. Uh, you're, you said Jim, Jim Straw had that ad, and I think he got it in the course as the first one. Uh, yep. I buy overstocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, put, you I know, buy run closeout yeah, overruns. Yes. It, it works. Yes. You know, it does sometimes work. Sometimes we it, can overthink things. Little simple yes. things just work. And uh, start simple. Start simple and, 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 go, and go from there. And, and, and for the individuals that think that they got too many trade dollars and don't know what to do with them, if, if you um, – if you start with a plan, you know, what, what would you do with your trade dollars? What, what, no, not don't even look at it, what would you do with your trade dollars? What, what do you need to do in your life, period? And right. craft your plan from there and then start trading to accomplish Reverse plan. engineering. So, in other words, yes. yes. It, start from the end result and work backwards. I think it was a whole say. lot faster. That's oh, right. absolutely. Because the, the private school was on, that, that was on the board. That, that, that was one of the things on the board for me, braces, a whole bunch of stuff. And, and, sure. and it's been amazing in crossing those things out. And 
and, and, and crossing them out for things that you know would have would have required cash and right. um, a lot more than what I have you know what I have in it. It would have required a lot more you know uh, cash than than what I have in it. But well, it's let's just, just say you only had two kids. That's eighteen thousand dollars. Let's say you only had two. Maybe right. you had three. I don't. Okay, that's eighteen thousand or twenty-seven thousand if you had three kids. That that that's and you did it on trade. That's twenty-seven. I mean, there's people I hate to say in this country that 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 might make twenty-seven thousand dollars in a year. I mean, a year. I, it, yeah, a year. And you and you and you and you got your kids in it. And and not only that, you got the pride of knowing that they're in a good school. Braces are not cheap. Uh, if you were able to pull that off, uh, the the warehouse thing, you determine what it was this guy really needed his situation, and you alleviated. And and not only did you make his life better. But you ended up with a nice big score, and and that's fine. That's the way it should be. It's not screwing anybody. A lot of people get this this thing where somehow you're screwing somebody. No, you're providing solutions to problems. And the fact of the matter is, cash isn't worth a damn thing. It's just what it buys. Find out what what they're looking to spend money on, and if you can provide it for them. I mean, if I've got five hundred in my pocket, I'm going to go buy a new TV, and you show up with the TV. That might be, you know, retail for seven hundred. I'm going to do the deal, even though that TV. I don't need to. I, it's none of my business that you got the TV for maybe what amounts to a hundred bucks, unless it's stolen or something. But if if you were able to pick it up, what do I care? I'm getting a great deal. I'm happy. You're happy. You made, you know, you you made five hundred bucks. I've got a TV that that I'm happy. You know, I mean, this is what I'm trying to tell everybody. So. Um, no, I, th- I, I I really really uh, appreciate you coming on. I, I definitely want to have you back, and because uh, you and I talked about a few other things, and and I definitely have no issue running it by the uh, students. So um, this is the guy, guys, who's gone out and done it, and uh, he took the information and ran. And again, you know, a good percentage of you are going to leave it on your hard drive and do nothing, but you're crazy. And I can tell you this. He paid two hundred ninety-four dollars originally, and uh, you guys are getting more for forty-seven. And again, it's the last product I put out. I've already sold you, so these aren't these aren't pitch calls. These are uh, these are uh, uh, calls that we're trying to do to uh, you know jumpstart your brain a little bit. So, um, X, I appreciate it. If you got any closing thoughts, uh, feel free. If not. Um, I really appreciate it. This has been enlightening for me. I've never seems like I learn something from my students all the time. Like with Russ, him and his his wife, uh, who's bedridden, have uh, cash convert or cash converting now. They found a little trick that they came up with on their own, where they're getting seventy cents for every trade dollar, and it's like autopilot. It, it's a brilliant technique. I'm just going to leave it with them because it's theirs, but um, I interviewed them and what you told me about like the the private school and and the warehouse. The reason I, I love having students do this is because I want people to know that I didn't just write it because it sounds good. People can actually do this stuff if they take the action and they understand it. So, One of the things that people will also find is that you're going to see that some of your more well-connected people in your communities and areas are going to be trading. And, and, and it will give you an opportunity to network and meet you know, a whole host of people that you might not have met, you wanted to meet. If you're somebody that just 
doesn't like to get out and you're, you're behind the computer most of the time. Yes. Then you know there's a, there's other opportunities for you as well. But the, the, yeah. The, there's a, there's a wealth if you get out and start networking with people in your it area. It does, and it's not. And, people and, get afraid of that. They get afraid. They think they're 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 pounding on doors selling. You're not really selling. You're not selling. First of all, it's trade, not selling. You're not calling somebody up and saying, "Oh, I'd like to sell you a subscription to National Geographic." You're 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 actually proactively, and that's why I like the little ads. Uh, do you have any closeouts or whatever? It puts you in control. It's positioned access. You don't have to feel like a victim trying to get through a Pentagon secretary. Uh, that's what I like about it. I hate cold calling and all this dumb stuff. But you can set up little, simple, cheap lead generation systems offline. I love doing everything offline. Why? There's no competition offline. Everybody's fighting over scraps online. And I don't care about all these people tell me, oh, there ain't nobody who reads the classifieds. I don't care about the people who don't. I care about the people who do, and there's plenty of them who do. And I've done some of my best deals off the classifieds. And, and, so. and, I, and I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. I would agree with you totally on that. If, yep. if you if you if you're positioning if you're positioning yourself, uh, you, just like you just said, and if you did feel the need to cold call, I'd tell you if, if, there, if there was one tip that I'd have. Cold, cold call inside of the directory, inside of one of the directories, if you're an ITEX yes. member. <laughs> yes, they're not mean and nasty, people. I've actually had a kid named Nick Hampshire who was one of my original students. He said, I don't like cold calling. He said, but I'll be honest with you, almost everybody I talk to out of the ITEX directory, not only are they pleasant, but they're really, really nice. Um, and that, yeah. that list you guys have there is something that the brokers don't even teach you about. I, I'm telling you, I don't know what the value of that list would be, but it would be god-awful expensive, and it's broken down. If you just go to the categories on the right, you'll see, like, travel accommodations. You'll see pets. You'll see auto. You you simply put the business – I mean, you've got thousands of names, contact numbers, everything. What do you know for sure? They're members of ITEX. What does that mean? Well, anybody that does trade is halfway open-minded. They're not mean and nasty. And, you know, if one happened to be, so what? But it, it, you're not really cold calling trying to sell them anything. You're just, you could I, I have purchased script from people doing this. I love doing it because I'll see a guy up there who's not in the marketplace say, hey, I really like your service. Would it be possible to purchase some script direct for me, I'll put the money in your account, you can, you know. And I've had very good results doing that. So, yeah, you're right about that. Don't look at cold calling like you're calling the yellow pages and bothering somebody at lunch. You've got the contact name, you've got the facts, the address, the whole thing. That is one of That's the right. real key points. And that makes it a whole lot easier calling up, some, a business asking for a specific person who's usually the principal who who, who exactly. set up in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. And they and they've already been pitched to get into trade. So somebody's already got them in ITEX. They've already got them in ITEX. So I think I think one of the things one of the real powerful things besides just some of the stuff you've done and I know we didn't even scratch the surface on all you've done. Um but uh, I'm really excited. It makes me feel really good to have somebody that actually took the information. I mean, really, at this point, I'm getting out of Internet marketing. I don't have any upsell. I still have people waiting for some upsell coming. But there isn't any. And, and the fact is we, we're taking our time to do this to help you guys. 
and uh, because I really think that trade is one of the great opportunities out there in America. And if you just apply some of the information, you guys you guys can write your own ticket. Now I'm going to have several of you that are bitch and whine, and and I've gotten emails from a couple of you, and uh, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, I can't you know I can't force anybody to do anything. But if you keep a positive attitude and you go through the stuff. You think outside the box, and remember, nothing I put in there is etched in stone. I took the great Jim Straw's technique. Guy's brilliant, smarter than I'll ever be, had more money than I'll probably ever have. But I tweaked one of his techniques uh, on the snooping around your local economy. And instead of doing it with a cash option uh, where he put down 10%, which if it's a million in inventory, it's a hundred grand. well, Jim could afford to do that. Not everybody can. But... But he did teach me that with the option, you can control goods and services for up to 30 days. And, and at that point, it gives you 30 days, no obligation, to go find a buyer at a set price. And whatever you option it at, you want to be able to trade it for full retail. And in, in trade, you can trade for full retail. So if the guy's got you know, 250,000 manufacturer rep fishing lures that retail for 900,000, you can actually trade you can you can option them for two fifty and trade them for nine hundred thousand, and again it probably involves a triangulation, but we cover that and the difference is yours. I mean, and 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 I'm not saying you're going to do a deal like this every day, but my God, you sure don't need to do but one or two a year. If you did one a year, you'd be sitting better than you are now. So i think i i i just i i think trade is just an incredible thing it's recession proof it worked two you know it worked two hundred years ago this course will work a hundred years from now when i'm dead and buried it's it's not going away google can't slap it you don't have to worry about it um and again keep in mind offline mark i love offline i love it i love it i love it classified still work and will continue to I mean, there are a lot of people out there that are not computer literate. You would be surprised. I saw a lady put a, a Sony Singer machine for 75 bucks on a classified ad. Had she put it on Craigslist, she put it on eBay, that thing would have sold in about 30 seconds for 300 bucks. Well, she didn't. I picked it up for 75, sold it for three and a quarter. That's a classified ad. No competition. I mean, there's a classic example right there. So, well, X, I appreciate it, brother. Hey, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you having me. Uh, you know, and I appreciate you hopefully, buying. I, hopefully, you have me back. Oh, I'm definitely going to have you back, and I appreciate you investing in the original course. And um, I really, really am humbled that you took it to another level. I know you've done some really. Uh, I know you're being modest because I know you've done a lot of other deals, and I appreciate it. And I hope some people get something out of this. This is a real student, people. Like I said, if you go over to my form, um, and by the way, to you gurus out there who are pissed off at me, I've gotten three of you because you, you think that I'm rubbing it in your faces. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, screw you because I didn't buy it. See, I like, you know, I saw WSL come out the other day. Oh, I want people that want review copies. And he's going to flood the market with review copies, and we all know that the people are going to come back and say the product's great, and it's all smoke and mirrors. I use no affiliates. 
I use no shills, and that's and the fact that you guys are getting pissed off that all my customers are posting their PayPal receipts. You know what? Get over it. I just proved that you don't have to buy and sell people in order to put out a good product. And if that offends some of you, tough shit. No, forgive my language. But I, I find it offensive that you guys should, you know, who are supposed to be these so-called gurus, perhaps you should worry about doing your own business rather than living vicariously through mine. And I'm going to end it on that because that really made me, I thought, boy, this is rich. You know, my customers over in the Warrior Forum are posting their uh, their their PayPal receipts because, you know, I said I don't have OTOs, I don't have shills, I don't have affiliates. I didn't buy and sell any of this. These are people who bought, and maybe some of you, in your dime sale uh, JV Zoo mentalities, should realize that yes. You don't have to start your price at $7. You can put out something a little higher if it's quality and have some quality customer service and follow up with your people. Just because you made the sale doesn't mean you forget them. And so for all these reasons, I've gotten some resentment from about three or four different people, and it actually is flattering. So that's my jab for the night, and I'm being warm and fuzzy. It's a good thing I don't have any drinks in me tonight or I'd go off. But, Mr. X, I appreciate it, brother. We're going to have you back, and uh, I'll be in touch with you, um, and we'll discuss some of the other stuff we were trying to get in before the show started. And thank you so much, sir, for taking the time to do this. I really, really appreciate it. The warehouse, here's a guy, guys, who did a warehouse, <clears throat> got his kids in private school. I mean, come on. Uh and you came in clueless. It wasn't like, uh, I don't think you weren't like a barter expert when you came in, were you? No. No, I wasn't. No. I wasn't. It, it, it's all about grabbing opportunity by the horns. And, and yep. really, another thing I think I'd add in before, before, we, before we, you know, cut out sure. is this opportunity is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger yep. for, for, for everybody involved right now. Um, ERTA, uh, Inter- International Reciprocal Trade Association. Yep. Uh, what do they expect it to grow? The the bartering organized and unorganized worldwide four times in the next eighteen months. Yep. I actually, Playboy or or Wall Street Journal, rather, I've got that in my sales page said trade is the only business that's doubled in the last X amount of years. Um, it's recession proof. The worse the economy gets, the better it works. Even with the economy getting better, it still works, and it will always, it will always work. I mean, that's the thing. It, 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 it's, it's just like I said. You internet marketers have got to get off this linear thinking, and you got to start looking at and seeing the, you know, the, the trees through the forest or the sunset through the forest or whatever the hell the cliche is. But you're right; it's only going to get bigger. And so that's why this product was a smash hit three years ago. Here we are three and a half years later. It's still a smash hit, and it will continue to be until such time I finally decide i got to get out of uh, Internet marketing altogether and just continue to trade because I actually do trade, and I love trading, and um, and I love talking about it. So um, I think you're totally – you hit the nail on the hammer on that one for sure. So, well – 
unless there's anything else, I'm going to wrap her up. And I want to thank uh, I want to thank Mr. X. Uh, like I said, he doesn't do interviews. I pride him on this, and I really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody who showed up. To, I mean, we just crushed it. Another, like I said, number one show. They got Vinny way up at the top there with a big picture. Um, not that that's a big surprise. It ain't bragging if it's true, but I think that's 27 or 28 number one shows. And I suspect this one will go number one as well within the week. So, um, guys, uh, again, thanks, Mr. X. I appreciate it. And um, as always, guys, may you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true. May you always remain forever young. And most of all, stay legendary. Thank you. Good night. God bless. Mr. X, thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. All right, you have a good night. You too, brother. Bye. All right.